speaks your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello. How are you all? <laughs> I feel as if I've just done one of Eleanor's Keep Fit classes. Is it hot in here? It is hot, isn't it? Yeah. It's so lovely to see everybody. Um, a lot of people said you are totally mad asking people along to do your talk sort of thing. But the people that are here have like totally seen the worst of me, right? They have seen me at my lowest, so they are going to keep me totally honest. I can't stand up here and tell you stories of how great I've done stuff, because I haven't. <laughs> so it's just, we're in this together, we're learning together, and I'm really excited to see what God's going to do this morning. Um, glasses. Just a sec. Mm. We'll not be seeing anything if I don't have glasses. Wait a minute. There we go. Oh, I love this mic. The power of just being able to walk about. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Galatians 5 today, uh, verse 13 to 26. And we're quite a long way through the series. Um, we'll see it up on the screen. And that'll be in the New International Version, which is just a kind of contemporary version. But I've also got a few quotes in from the message later on, and it describes itself as a contemporary rendering of the Bible from original languages. And I'm also going to mention something called the Street Bible, which is not actually a Bible. It's a 21st century storyteller's overview of God and all these people, and it's done in the form of a website, and the letters are emails. So you have different kinds of versions going on through this. Um, so from the last few sessions, what we learned from the guys was that Galatians, now I didn't know this, I've been a Christian for hundreds of years, I thought Galatians was a place, right? But apparently it's a shire, it's an area. It was in East Turkey around about AD 50. And Paul was writing to some churches that he'd set up there. This is what I love about the street Bible. They put it, Paul set up this branch on one of his tours, but now troublemakers are ripping into his ideas and core issues. And what that was all about was folks had come in and said, oh no, Jesus isn't enough. You need this, you need that, you need the other. And Paul said to them, I'm stunned. How come you wander off from God so quick? You Galatians demented or what? Now, where I come from, that's the equivalent. Are you kidding me? Yeah? So let's see what Paul was saying. Oh, does anybody want a Bible? <laughs> Put up your hand if you want a Bible, and Mario will get you one. It'll also come up in the screen. Um, so let's see what Paul was saying to the Galatians um, in chapter 5, and then let's see what he's maybe going to be saying to us. I'll move out your road. Is that okay sound-wise, guys? Yeah? Okay. So you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. 
And the next bit I find confusing, but they give an alternative. It says, they are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want to do. <laughs> so basically, they're in conflict with each other. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under law. And the whole flesh thing, it's not just uh, molecules and atoms. It's the whole thing of being human, the whole human condition that we're talking about. So the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, I memorized it as patience when I was young, but it's forbearance now. <laughs> uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things as these, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. Uh, when I was preparing for this, Thomas said, make sure everybody knows what the main thing is, right? So if you forget everything else I say, the main thing is Jesus made us free. It's up to us to stay free, and we do it by keeping in step with the Spirit. So if I get lost somewhere along the way, that's what I meant to say, okay? <laughs> so what am I for? Um, we heard last week that it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I just think that sounds as if it's saying the same thing twice, but it's not. And I'm kind of hoping maybe that this wee example will help demonstrate that. Um, Kevin and I were in Berlin a couple of weeks ago, and we had to travel out towards the Polish border to go to this factory. And um, Sometimes I'm sociable, sometimes I'm not. It was one of these days, nah, not so much. So um, we were sitting in these seats that you have to give up for people who have maybe mobility problems or whatever. And I saw this guy shuffling in and he was getting help. And I thought, we'll just move, right? We'll just move up the back. Turns out this guy was called Andy. And we know that because he followed us all the way up the train with his walking stick <laughs> um, and sat down and said, do you mind if I ask where you're from? So he was just... We think he was an angel. Um, Andy had had his hip replaced. He was blind in one eye. He had a cataract in the other eye. He knew everything that you would want to know about the Ford Cosworth engine and a lot more than I personally wanted to know. And he did talk about it all the way. <laughs> but his story was amazing. So he um, was brought up in East Berlin. His grandfather had been one of the soldiers that had helped build the wall. And his grandmother's family were all on the other side. So, like, they never saw each other after the wall went up. So, he was used to not being free. So, the wall went up in 61, came down in 89. Um, so, Andy knew what it was to not be free to go where he wanted to go. And I was kind of looking at him, and he had so many challenges in moving about and in seeing. But he was taking two trains and a bus to go from Berlin, across the border into Poland, to a market to meet some pals. And he was using his freedom. It would have been easier for him to sit at home. But he was just squeezing the juice out of his life. And that's what Jesus has done for us. He's, he's made us free, 
but we need to just grasp that and run with it. And the, the thing I had written here was, if you wait till you feel more able, you'll be waiting a wee while. <laughs> just go for it just now. So what does freedom look like? What does Jesus set us free to do? I'm going to read the street Bible again. Uh, if God's spirit is in charge, then this is you. You're loving, alive, vibrant, sparkling. You're calm. You walk into a room and friction walks out. You can handle delays. You're not pushy. You're generous with money and time with people. You're good and solid. You're always ready to help. You don't double-cross people. You don't use your fists in anger. You don't lose your rag. You're in control. You're never in trouble with the police. The opposite is true. If your flesh is in charge, if your dark side's in charge, you're an ultra-competitive backstabber, a stirrer, a divide-and-conquer control freak who <laughs> dies every time someone else makes it. Something I'd never noticed before in that list of works of the flesh, um, it mentions conceit and jealousy and envy, and I had never kind of really picked up. The three of these are completely dependent on a spirit of comparison and competition. And it says in the message in Galatians 5, it says that we're not to compare ourselves with each other. It says as if one of us were better than the, and the other worse with far more interesting things to do with our lives because each of us is an individual and that's for us too. There's this, I think there's a big thing today for a bit stop comparing ourselves with each other. Oh, should, should I tell you the John Mark Comer story? No, I made a mistake of listening to a sermon of somebody else talking in this passage on Friday and it was comparing myself to other people. <laughs> don't do it, don't do it. But what freedom looks like for us then is we are free to be genuinely pleased when things go well for other people. We are free to be happy when that colleague that's maybe not as good as us gets the promotion that we got. We're free not to retaliate when someone gives us a hard time. We're free to be kind to that neighbor that is always moaning at us. We're free to give up what we want to do because God has something else in mind for us. We're free to serve and do the humble, dirty jobs because they need done and we're available. And we're free to be a non-anxious presence in a terrifying, confusing, 100 miles an hour world. We're free to do the unexpected, the life-giving stuff in this upside-down world, this upside-down kingdom of Jesus, I should say. So the Holy Spirit, we've mentioned them tons, and um, I was brought up in a denomination where the lovely, caring, godly people, but we were not encouraged to, you know, spend too much time thinking or talking about the Holy Spirit because that might lead to trouble. And I am so glad it did. <laughs> so it's good trouble, but it does lead to trouble. Um, the past year at Vineyard College, um, I feel that God, through the Holy Spirit, has been doing Oh, a kind of really deep spiritual um, surgery in me. I went not knowing what I was for, not knowing why I was going. I'm looking at these other people and they're running their sites and they're doing alpha and they're doing this, that and the other. And I'm like, I'm maybe just here to wash the dishes, you know. Um, but God had 
God did have his finger in my life. He has his finger on all of our lives. And he spoke, he spoke out the lie that was being spoke over me. And he has worked in it and he is working in it. Um, and what I love is he told me there's a place at the table for me. And it's not just one that somebody else has vacated and it happens to be free. It's got my name on it. And there's a space at the table with your name on it. And it's not a space that anybody else can fill in. They can't come and take it away because it's yours. So, again, who is this Holy Spirit? He's the part of God that lives in us. He's the part of Jesus that lives in us. He's the part of God that he left with us when Jesus went back to heaven. The street Bible, again, Jesus is telling his disciples, yes, so this replacement advisor, this is God's Holy Spirit, who dad will substitute me with is a superb coach. He'll trigger off things I've said and they'll finally spark into life for a maybe more precise list of who the Holy Spirit is and what he does, um, I'll leave you to have a look at John 14 and 16. But basically, he fights our corner. He's on our side. He advocates for us. He teaches us all things. He reminds us about everything that Jesus has said. He tells us what's going to happen in the future. And in the context of Galatians, which I really should go back to the chapter, shouldn't I? But Galatians, um, there was these guys coming in, telling loads of lies, getting people confused. One of the things that the Holy Spirit does is he helps you discern truth from lies. And we need that as well. Um, this next bit, I'm going to just say twice, and let it sink in. Um, the other thing about the Holy Spirit is... It's the same Holy Spirit that lives in us if we're followers of Jesus that also raised Christ from the dead. It's the same Holy Spirit that lives in us as followers of Jesus that also raised Christ from the dead. So how are we going to keep in step with them? <laughs> I'm sure there are hundreds of ways to keep in step with the Holy Spirit I mean, I had a, a wonderful 32-point sermon written on spiritual practices and all the rest. And Thomas is like, maybe no, maybe just cut it down a wee bit. So I picked three. three. <laughs> uh, first thing, wait for him. You may think just because you've come to God late in life or because you've fallen behind that you need to run at 100 miles an hour to catch up. You probably need to slow down and let him set the pace. Let him tell you what he wants to do. Let him tell you where he's going, where he's already working, what he's got for you. And the second one is, if you listen for him. I was thinking about the phrase, carve out time for God. And if you're carving something out, the knife does not accidentally fall into your hand. You have to intentionally grasp it. And if you want to hear God speak, you're going to have to carve out time, putting it in your diary, whatever that looks like for you. It's not just going to happen. Um, and the other thing is say yes to him. Now, I don't know if this is a vineyard thing or not. The last couple of years, I've been hearing this phrase, stack your yeses to God. And I'd never heard it before the last couple of years. Basically, what it means is you say, yes, God, and then you say, what was the question? <laughs> and that's, that's it, basically. <laughs> now, 
we're going to have a wee look at just how wild the Holy Spirit can be. But I'm worried that you might think that I find all this stuff dead easy. So I'm going to tell you a wee bit about my working life. <laughs> um, so I've worked in offices most of my life. First job, favourite job, claims inspector. Oh, the joy, you've got this contract of insurance at your desk. Beautifully detailed, black and white, excruciatingly detailed. What's covered, who's covered, when it's covered, where it's covered, is the renewal paid, this, that and the other. And then you get the claim form in. And I was the person. You've got to see, yeah, that's him, yep. Aha, yeah, it was there, that's covered, yep, they paid the insurance. Your claim's covered. That was all the boxes ticked. Another job, um, career, job, personal assistant. I got to organize people's lives for them. Some people were better organized than others, so I didn't have to do too much. But for other folk, I was like in charge of their calendars. I was saying where they should be, when they should be there. I was saying what they needed to take with them all the rest of it. So I was that person in the office who had the constantly reshuffling to-do list, but I made sure everybody else had one as well, okay? And I was the person who couldn't sleep at night unless the stuff that was in my entry in the morning ended up in my outtray by night and everybody else's. And I was the time police, okay? The reason I'm sharing this with you <laughs> Um, it's because I've got some really bad news for anybody that might share my controlling tendencies. <laughs> um, because when we choose to keep in step with the Holy Spirit, we actually give up control. We don't know what's going to happen. He's in the driving seat and we've not got a clue what's coming next. Um, right, we're going to have a musical interlude without the music. Okay? So... Oh, wait, I should show you that this isn't just an empty question, that the stakes are high, okay? This is part of the lyrics of a song. Who's to say where the wind will take you? I know it's short, I know it's... I will accept the band, I'll accept the name of the song, I'll accept the album. It's a wee bit obscure. Do you want me to leave it and wait till later? <laughs> that is awesome. That is amazing. So that is the song Kite by you too. And the biblical version of these lyrics is the wind blows where it wishes. You hear it, you don't know where it's been, you don't know where it's going. So it is with everyone born in the spirit. Following the Spirit is not a ticky box exercise. There are two lists in this passage, and at first you might think, I'll be fine if I just work my way through the lists, be really self-controlled, miss out these ones and work on these ones. But it's actually, it's not a self-help self -help manual. It's the opposite way about. If the Holy Spirit's in you, if the, which he is, if you love Jesus and you follow Jesus, the Holy Spirit's working these things in the good list will automatically grow in you. That's what people will begin to recognize in you. And the other list of stuff is actually going to lose its glitter for you. 
So when we agree to cooperate with the Holy Spirit's working as these fruits will follow, we are free to choose freedom. But here's the painful bit. And I can feel myself getting short of breath at some of these. This will mean at times not knowing. We won't be able to give an explanation to other people what is going on and what's happening. It will mean being interruptible. I can see my, some of my friends be laughing their leg off at some of this list. If you're led by the Spirit, you'll be open to disruption, able and willing to have your very carefully diarized plans changed and abolished. I'm okay, I'm fine. And you'll be willing to be misunderstood. And you'll be times you're going to be a bit more than confused. <laughs> but this is a fight, it's a battle that we're in. And the flesh, the devil, the powers in this world, they will do anything to keep you bound, to keep you down, to keep you from reaching your full potential, the person that God intended you to be. They would do anything to keep us comparing ourselves with each other, having to indulge our own every whim and never having enough. And also there's a lot of pain in healing and in forgiving and being vulnerable and in reaching the full potential that you were created for. So do not let empty tell you that it's going to be easy if you decide to say yes to this work that God wants to do in you. So we're to stand firm. Don't be pushed around by new ideas. Uh, you, you base them, your baselines, the Bible and the Holy Spirit, and anything that doesn't match up with that, you just say no. So the message... Um, warns us that if we're choosing Jesus' rule and reign in our lives, if we're choosing to follow him, if we want to keep in step with the Spirit, we need to make sure we do not just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but we need to work out its implications in every detail of our lives. And it's similar to what it says here in Romans 12, take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. The kind of fruit that Holy Spirit wants to grow in us is not about self-discipline. It's about an absolute change of heart posture towards him and towards other people. It will affect our friendships, our family, our work, our studies, our dreams, our hopes, our hobbies, the way we spend our time, the way we spend our money, it will just affect everything. So I just wonder, are we constantly comparing ourselves with each other? Is that an issue for you? Is it holding you back because you think they would actually be better at that than me? Because there's no place for that. If it's something God's asking you to do, you need to do it. Sorry, pointy fingers out. I need to, sorry. <laughs> Been warned about that. I put my hand in my pocket. What's your heart posture like for the person sitting next to you? What's your heart posture like for the person that lives next to you, that you work with? Um, 
I mean, obviously this, this one doesn't affect me, but your, your heart posture for the person in Tesco's queue that's just nipped in in front of you with a humongous pile of shopping and you've got a loaf of bread and a pint of milk. Really? <laughs> but what areas of my life am I not handing over to the Holy Spirit? Where am I not keeping in step with the Holy Spirit? I'm looking at my social media use, my leisure time, a phrase that a friend gave me a couple of weeks ago was, are they serving me well <laughs> or am I serving them? What about ambitions? Now, they might be great ambitions. They might be doing really good work. They might be in the church. They might be serving God. They might be for your family's happiness. They might be to change the world. I don't know. But if they're not what God has for you, have you asked them? Are you prepared to put it down and risk that actually it's something else he's got for you? And what criteria do we use to measure if our life is successful? So the overarching message of the whole of Galatians, it's about freedom. It's good news. It is about freedom. You were not made to carry regrets. You weren't made to live your lives by the lies that other people have spoken over you, even when these people loved you and you loved them. You don't have to live by that. You weren't made to be chained to addiction or compulsion. You weren't made to despair every time you don't measure up to your own expectations or to anybody else's. And this is really important, I, I think. You weren't made to excuse your chains by saying, well, it's just the way I am. Well, it might be the way that you are or the way I am, but it's not the way you were made to be and it's not all that God has for you. And there is nothing that he can't change, that he can't make new. So, and I'll speak to myself with these excuses. So sorry again if the pointy finger came out. <laughs> um, there will be, I think Thomas, Thomas said, <laughs> there will be an opportunity for prayer later <laughs> if you want him to pray about any of these things. Um, um, there's going to be a slide comes up next, and I will read it, but I, there is a warning. I don't pray it. Do not pray what's on this until you have read it through and decided that this is for you that this is something you want to commit to because you might find that God takes you at your word. The Holy Spirit, I yield to your pace and purpose for my life today. I hoist my sails and surrender. Blow me wherever you will. I open my schedule and surrender, interrupt my carefully laid plans. I yield my heart and surrender. Surprise me today, I pray.